Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I get the question a lot. What about the next generation of Wisconsin farmers? Who's going to carry on? Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to get a good look at that starting today up in Wisconsin Dells, the 103rd Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting and their Young Farmer and Agriculturalist Conference, all happening at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. We're going to be there this afternoon as those young farmers come together for their business meeting. By the way, I'm Pam Youngke. Really glad you're joining us on a Friday morning. If uh, people are headed to Wisconsin Dells for that conference, it does not look like weather is going to pose a big risk. Today we'll see partly sunny skies, 48 are expected high. Sunshine on Saturday, 26. Sunshine on Sunday, 38. And then more clouds moving in on Monday, 37 degrees. We're focused in on the young farmers that are a part of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, not all of which come from an agriculture background, believe it or not. In fact, the current president of the Young Farmers and Agriculturalists, not a not from a farming background. You're going to hear Bob Nash's story on a Friday morning. And, uh, you know, it's wonderful when people are generous with what they've got. Deer hunters, certainly no exception. A lot of deer hunters this year decided to donate their venison to the Wisconsin DNR Food Pantry. But that generosity comes with a snag, namely in processing. We'll have details on that coming up. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Very much looking forward to seeing a lot of folks starting this afternoon at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual business conference and young farmer event about to convene. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Really looking forward to hosting the young farmer reception later this afternoon. It's just part of the kickoff for the annual business meeting. And you know as well as I do, Bob, it's not just about transacting the business. It's about getting a chance to be together face-to-face. Face-to-face. Oh, words I love. And that's what the Farm Bureau Convention will be all about here in Wisconsin. Bob Bosol, I'm at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And this week, a lot of business and friendships will be transacted, I guess we could say, down in Wisconsin Dells, but one person very important to the Farm Bureau, I don't think is going to be there, Zippy Duvall. And Zippy Duvall, of course, is the president of the American Farm Bureau Federation. And we had a chance to visit with him recently about many issues in agriculture, but mostly with this recent election and how things are going to be with a split Congress, we asked him what this means for agriculture 
and getting a farm bill done in 2023. You know, having a, each side of the Congress being guided by different parties, I think it gives us the opportunity to do my bipartisan work. You know, I'm an optimistic person. I think after the pandemic and not just farmers and ranchers having difficult times, but people, families concerned about the price and availability of their food, I think there's an interest in food and food production more than it has been in my lifetime. I think that helps us have the conversations. I think the big challenge is the new people coming to town to be uh, legislators, congressmen, senators. Uh, the ones that are coming have never written a farm bill, so some of them might not even know what a farm bill is, you know, so it's going to be our job to talk to them about it's really a farm and food bill. I don't know why we don't call it that, because that's what it is. Even more of a food bill than a farm bill in many ways. Yeah, 80% of the ways it's more of a food bill than it is a farm bill. You know, keeping those two pieces of legislation together helps us get the support to provide risk management tools for farmers and a risk management tool for family that's going to be able to have available food, whether it be just on the shelf or whether it be through programs for people that are in hard times. Supposed to have it in 2023, but with a lot of these new congressmen coming in, leadership now in the House, they think it's too expensive. Are we going to be able to get a vote even on a farm bill, do you think? Just like I said, I'm optimistic. And I'm going to say up front, we're going to get it done this year, because I think if we say anything different, we won't get it done. So our goal needs to, just to it needs to be that we're going to get it done this year. We're going to do the work that has to be done to educate those people and tell them how important that is. And if that doesn't work, we'll continue work until we get one. What do you think is the real work that you need to get done to explain to these people? Because in the 3rd the District in Wisconsin, we have a, a new congressman, changed, uh, changed sides of the aisle, doesn't really know all that much about agriculture, but wants to be on the Agriculture Committee. What kind of work is it going to take to get those people to move forward with a farm bill? Well, we're going to be leaning on our grassroots to do a lot of that because uh, those people need to have the opportunity to sit down and hear from, directly from a farmer, and I could do that in Georgia to a Georgia congressman because I'm still farming back in Georgia. Let them hear how these issues face affect our farms. Let them hear the stories how crop insurance save them to the next uh, next crop. To let them hear how the programs that we've developed in dairy have helped farmers survive difficult pricing times. You know, it took us a long time to get there, but a lot of those programs are maturing and becoming very helpful, especially in dairy. They need to hear the real stories from their constituents. We're telling our farmers they need to, they need to be emailing, calling, they need to be at every town hall meeting. They need to be opening up their farms, not only for congressmen and senators, but the people that work for them. I had a daughter that worked for con a congressman for 10 years, almost 10 years, and she was with several different congressmen. And she'd go to a different state, and she grew up on a farm, but she'd go to a different state and learn about different agriculture, and she realized how little she did know. And that's what we need to do. We need to open it up, tell our story, and tell them how the farm bill affects us. And I think that most congressmen and senators up there, when they realize that, and then they also realize how uh, the nutrition program is going to help their families that are in need, and I think they're going to come forward with a uh, attitude that they want to find a solution and get this done. You mentioned dairy and the programs have been put in place, DMC and others, but yet there's still need to update dairy policy. You recently had a meeting in Kansas City. You led it with the American Farm Bureau Federation on federal milk marketing order modernization, not changes, but modernization. How successful 
you feel that was as far as getting modernization as well as bringing maybe some diverse ideas and dairy to the table? I think it was a tremendous success. I will give credit to, uh, to our delegates at the convention and our dairy working group and Secretary Vilsack for challenging us to get the industry together. And our delegates asked us to do that at the last convention. And that dairy working group and our, our staff worked really hard to put together a very diverse group of people from processors to farmers to co-ops and their leaders to really have a serious conversation about the future. And, you know, that's just the first step. I know the next step will be moving toward having a... Uh, uh, a milk market hearing at, at, uh, at USDA and I'm sure that all those wheels are turning to move in that direction. It's time. Uh, I don't know in, in my adult life that we've really had a meeting of the minds like we did that and I've, I've had, you know, we do a lot of meetings but I've never heard so many people say that was a good meeting. Darren saying we should have had this meeting a long time ago and it shouldn't be the last one. Zippy Duvall with me, President of the American Farm Bureau Federation, and there's so many issues in agriculture, but as we speak here at our National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention, we heard from a Ukrainian farmer. How concerned are you about that situation? And I don't know if you had a chance to speak to this gentleman, but he delivers a pretty horrific story about what's going on in Ukraine over and above agriculture, but agriculture very much affected by it. That has to be something you're, you're really worried about. First thing that comes to my mind is uh, my heart goes out to them and our prayers go to heaven for them. And I can't imagine what they're going through, not just as farmers, but could you imagine someone attacking our own country and us having to protect our, our lands and our families and all the things that we work for all our life and, and having it destroyed like that. And how long will it take them to get back to some normal life? And how long will it be take to get those fields cleaned up and be able to plant them again? Who knows? And then if you go beyond their border and how it affects the rest of the world and what's going on in all the discussions, we talk about world hunger. And I think there's a big possibility that happened. You see in uh, countries, and we're trying to encourage them not to do that, but you're seeing countries draw back and hold their food for their own food security. Uh, you're seeing uh, limitations on fuels and, and fertilizers coming out of Russia and in that area of the country, which is going to limit production. Then we're having climate discussions and programs like you hear in Europe where those climate projects they're putting forward is not going to increase production, it's going to reduce production. And so all that put together sets us up for some very hard times for, for people that can't afford to uh, buy food and have it available for them and, and I worry about that. As a Christian my heart just goes out to everyone. There shouldn't be a child in this world that goes to bed tonight with a hungry stomach. When America and so many other countries have the potential to be so productive and we need to think about people and, and their families uh, before we think about anything else. But we have to find an end to that war and I hope that the powers uh, that to be are working on stopping that. And this day and time, this should be a way to solve conflict without fighting. There should be. And as we look at our American producers, 2022 was, was a challenging year with prices, the supply chain disruptions. But looking ahead to 2023, where prices are going to be, is China going to be back in the market? There are just so many issues that American agriculture has to deal with. You know, we're looking at high input prices, whether it be fuel or fertilizer or, or crop protection products. 
Uh, we're looking at low levels in, of water in the Mississippi. We're looking at a lack of transportation drivers for trucks. We're looking at a threatening rail strike. And we've had tremendous problems at the port. Hoping that the, uh, the law that was passed on Shipping Reform Act w will help that. But, I mean, there's tremendous problems out there that we have to face. But having said all that, this is not the first time we've been in facing a lot of problems. We, you know, I've been farming all my life. There's always a set of problems out there. Uh, sometimes they're similar and sometimes they're different. But agriculture, the American farmer is very resilient. He'll find a way through this. The people that I worry about, I, I lived and worked dairy through the 80s. And I worry about our young farmers and the people that started farming since then because they haven't experienced anything like we did during that time. And I hope we never see that situation where we're paying 18% interest and now we're seeing interest rates raised. My son and I had a conversation this week about interest rates being, you know, getting up to 8 9%. And I said, you, you still don't know anything. I know it's bad, but you still don't have a clue what it could be if it was something else. So that's the biggest thing going for us. And I worry about the young people and getting them through this so that they continue to be the, the producers of the future. Because without them, Where's agriculture going to be? Who's going to be producing it? we got to make sure that agriculture, young, old, and all sizes get through this difficult time. Because the world is going to depend on the United States for a long, long time. Zippy Duvall, President of the American Farm Bureau Federation. Zippy, have a good holiday season. Thank you, Bob. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Hope you get to spend some time with your family. And God bless you. Appreciate what you do. And uh, again... Agriculture is so important to the industry in the United States and the American Farm Bureau Federation very much involved. Zippy DeWall, president of the American Farm Bureau. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You kind of got to look at it from a Ziegler point of view and a customer point of view and get them into the piece of equipment that's going to benefit their operation. Well, we've really come to trust Ziegler, their support staff, their service trucks. We've had them working on our shop and a tractor till 2 in the morning to get it ready for the next day. When they come on your farm, they're going to stay until they get the job done. Ziegler's service allows us to be ready to run whenever we need to, rain or shine. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all-in-the-family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these some people say that at Wiffle's Hybrids, we march to the beat of our own drum. But we don't mind that one bit. Because if staying independent and U.S. farm family owned and focusing on corn and corn alone makes us different than other seed corn companies, well, we just don't know any other way to march. So make your choice and plant your independence. Plant Wiffle's. Rural Mutual Insurance 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, I don't know about you, but things seem to dry out a little bit yesterday after kind of that, yeah, I guess I'd say a little bit of an on-again, off-again wet situation earlier this week. Now the temperatures are going to warm up. Let's talk about it. Time for a Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Yeah, the, the pups came in and they weren't quite so muddy-pawed yesterday. That's good news. You said you get, you still got an auction coming up this weekend, huh? Oh, yeah, outdoor consignment auction tomorrow just east of Fond du Lac. It'll wow. be a great day in the mid-20s, maybe. Well, <laughs> at least at least setup today shouldn't be too awful. Well, we're pretty much set up, so now it's just get ready for the sale, you know. Mm-hmm. I do, and you're right. Today is probably the winner as far as temperatures are concerned, but at least we don't have much in precipitation this weekend, huh? No, no. The, the chance of precipitation is out there, especially tonight. Oh, maybe late afternoon in lacrosse and then into the nighttime, you know, about sundown time. Not going to amount to much. Some light rain, possibly some snowflakes mixed in in the night. And as temperatures drop off, that could freeze. So maybe a little slickness in the early morning hours of Saturday. But that should be about the extent of the precipitation. The big change is that low pushing in from the west, a cool front already in northwest Minnesota, and that's where there is a little snow, north-central Minnesota, up into southern Canada. This isn't making a great big field of precipitation that's going to come our way, but as that front approaches, we get some stronger south winds that bring those temperatures right back up in a big hurry today, but it stays windy, so it will still feel chilly. And then right behind that front for tomorrow, winds turn back to the west and even northwest for a time. We drop those temperatures right off once again. At least they climb back up for Sunday and Monday, sounding a little better again as we head toward the new week. I'll have forecast details right after this. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast for today and through the weekend. All right, the Compure Financial Ag Weather Update does include some sunshine today, but clouds will develop. 
And there could be a little drizzle or some light rain in the west, maybe even southern Wisconsin by late today. I expect very upper 40s for highs today. South winds strong, 15 to 30 miles per hour. There's a wind advisory at La Crosse all along the Mississippi Valley from 8 p.m. tonight till 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. And that's the time it's going to be cloudy, windy, some rain that could mix with snow, but should end as we head to daybreak. Skies start clearing before daybreak. Temps drop down in the teens, low teens in the west, upper teens east. South winds good 10 to 20 and gusty become west. Could even gust up around 40 or better. Could be 50 miles per hour at La Crosse. Sunny, breezy, colder Saturday. Low to mid-20s, west winds 10 to 20, gusting to 30 and 35, diminishing the day. And by Sunday, sunny, breezy, upper 30s. With winds out of the southwest, 5 to 15, gusting to 25. So it does improve again with temps for early next week, Pam, but maybe a little rain toward Monday afternoon. All right. Well, zip up your jacket tomorrow, buddy, for that sale, and we'll catch up with you on Monday. I'll bust out the long johns, too. That- yeah, we'll see you then. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist with the weather details and more than what you may need on a Friday morning. Again, don't forget, if you do pick up rainfall, you can use our talk text line to communicate with me and always make sure that you're checking back. I do respond if you ask a question. All you have to do is take a look. 877-301-FARM. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Are you suffering from chronic joint pain like Heather? I have terrible arthritis and have had it for quite a while. And I've gone to all kinds of doctors trying to figure out what to do. And everybody just said surgery. And surgery was months of rehab. And I didn't want to do that. But then Heather discovered QC Kinetics, local medical professionals who specialize in natural biologic treatments, non-invasive solutions designed to repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints. And she absolutely loves the results. I like to tell anybody who's suffering that there are options that are not steroids, that are not surgery. You owe it to yourself to find out about QC Kinetics and find out what they can do for you. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Discover QC Kinetics and learn more about natural biologic treatments with lasting results. Call QC Kinetics, 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. With a get or fix, get or done, to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, 
Timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Experienced electricians, come join our family-owned team. Here's Ariel. At EverReady, we are his sponsor for the apprenticeship program. I like the small company feel, that family feel. If you have a problem, you can directly go to the owners firsthand. It speaks a lot about their values and how they value their employees. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are EverReady. You wear the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight. And let's face it, she's smoking hot. While you're just another sweaty Betty, what you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she is relaxing poolside. And why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA-approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state-of-the-art. CarbonWorldHealth.com Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Focusing on 2023, what happens with you guys at Wiffles? What do your research teams, your breeding teams, what are they going to be doing now for the next few weeks or months? Yeah, well, it's uh, we're, we're crunching data like crazy right now. So we're looking through all the observations our research team, our, uh, the, the corn breeders that we have go around to our 70 uh, research sites and myself, and we take notes throughout the year on, our, on the corn hybrids and just all the experimentals plus the commercials. Uh, and then, you know, the, the combines roll through and, and give us information. So we just have to coalesce all that data, put it together, make sense of it. Uh, so, you know, the corn breeders, they've been busy uh, crunching through the data and then getting their winter nurseries out. So, you know, we use a winter environment to, to make another cycle of hybrids. So those are being grown, and those will be the ones that we're, you know, evaluating and testing next year. Now, remember, if you want to get a jump start, great place to start at Wiffles. Com. All right, so Robbie. All right, uh, I know now. Star Wars now is totally terrible. Like the, once Disney bought it, just went downhill. It's awful. But Rob, there when it first premiered, A New Hope, there was a small rebel alliance, and many said that they had no chance against the Almighty Empire and their giant planet killer, the Death Star. But what happened? Luke Skywalker was able to find the Force, find Obi Wan Kenobi, and he found he got that little missile into that tiny little vent and blew up the Death Star and the Rebel Alliance won against all odds. Is Aaron Rodgers, Luke Skywalker, and the Green Bay Packers, the rest of the Rebel Alliance, to blow up all the odds and get to the playoffs? Jordan Love might be that guy. Oh, get out of here! (laughs) No, Aaron Rodgers is not that guy, and I I don't think that guy exists for the 2022 season. I mean, even... You know, the, the, the odds right now of them, you know, no matter how you crunch it, are about 2% to make the postseason. And not, I mean, not only would they have to win out, Evo, which is, you know, a, a five-game winning streak, and the odds of that, if you go every, every game is a 50-50 shot, the odds of that are 1 over 32, just doing the simple math there. So that's about 3% of them winning out. But now they've got to get some help, right? Washington 
has to stumble. The Giants would have to stumble. Seattle would have to stumble. Whoever it is, I mean, you look at it, you know, Philly's not going anywhere. Dallas isn't going anywhere. The Vikings, Tampa Bay, San Francisco probably win their divisions. You know, Green Bay is Green Bay's buried in this wild card stuff, Evo, because of those earlier losses to teams like the Giants and Washington. So, you know, not only are they maybe three back in the standings of those teams, it's really four with five games to go because you've lost the head-to-head. So, um, and nothing that we've seen out of this football team, guys, for the last two months as they've lost seven of eight games indicates to me that they can string together a five-game winning streak other than the fact the quality of competition really does take a dip now the final, you know, the final month of the season. They'll, they'll see Chicago. And, guys, I'm going to guess on Sunday – you won't see Justin Fields. I mean, just what? Well, what's the point if you're the Bears at this time to play Justin Fields? Chicago wants to get, you know, the number one, two, three pick, wherever it winds up being. Why would they hurt themselves and decrease their odds of doing that by putting their best player on the field when he's already beat up and injured? So I, I'm, you know, especially when Chicago signed Tim Boyle yesterday off Detroit's practice squad, um, I'm, I'm really thinking that Justin Fields doesn't go on Sunday. So now you, you, you do look at Green Bay's schedule, Ebo, and it, it gets remarkably soft, right? It's, it's Chicago. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think you got the bye, then you come back with the Rams. Then you, then you have Minnesota, Miami, and Detroit, right, in, in some order there. Um, and now Minnesota obviously leads the division, but, but they're a very flawed team. The, the game on Christmas at Miami, they'll be a 7-10 to 10 point underdog, I would assume, in that a game. A Christmas miracle, Rob? Packers going to win? Christmas yeah, miracle? I mean, anything going to happen. Go, go back and watch. You know, Wisconsinites love going down to uh, Florida in, in December and in winter and, you know, stealing some wins. So let's go. Well, they've, they've been in a lot of these cities, Evo, uh, you know, like like London and, and, and other places through the course of this year, and it really doesn't seem to matter. The snowbirds, um, though, Rob. Come on. We, Wisconsin yeah, takes well, over Florida in the winter. All right, all right, Evo. I'll I'll uh, I'll give you that one. I do think there was a lot of Packer Nation also in Buffalo and Philly and places like that. It really didn't matter, but um, no, I mean, you know, it, it, a lot would have to go right, obviously, for Green Bay to string together five straight. And, and and there's just there's nothing we've seen, guys, in in the last two months to give you any kind of indication that that's going to happen. I think they're going to end up in that seven and ten, eight and nine range Oof. when it's all said and done. But but getting you know getting to five straight wins and, and getting themselves to nine and eight. And, and again, I don't even think that's going to be good enough. Um, even if they do win five in a row, I don't see the Giants and, and Washington and Seattle and people like that stumbling to the level, you know, where they would lose four out of five or five out of five or something like that coming home where Green Bay is going to pass those teams. You go look at, it, at a couple of these schedules and they're pretty soft for some of these opponents that Green Bay would, would theoretically be chasing. I mean, don't forget too, guys, Green Bay is also still chasing Detroit inside inside its own division. So we're sitting here with five games to go. The only two teams in the conference with records worse than green Bay are Chicago and the Rams. I mean, it's remarkable that, that we'd be having this discussion on December 1st, where, you know, we flash this thing back to September where we thought this team was headed and it's been a complete 180 for these guys. So that's why Ebo and and you know this, and I've said this on the show uh, the last couple of times we've talked, it's, you know, to me, you, you've seen enough now of Aaron Rodgers. It's time to find out if Jordan Love and some of these other younger guys can play or not. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin say it's a great way to start your day. 
Yep, it really is a great way to start off a Friday morning. Our weather is not going to cause us any grief if you are traveling to the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting in Wisconsin Dells or anything else, maybe holiday shopping. Maybe you're ready to go harvest that Christmas tree. Today we'll see sunshine. Looks like daytime highs around 48. Tomorrow, sunny and 26. Sunday, partly sunny and 38. Monday, cloudy, but 37 degrees. I'm P.M. Yonke. Really glad you're along with us. And don't forget, we are partnered up again this year with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation and their Young Farmer and Agriculturalist Program. We are going to be having a welcome reception for all of them, starting, I believe, at about uh, 4.30 this afternoon. Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, if you want to follow along on some of the fun details, remember Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, Fab Farm Babe on Instagram. We'll get you that information immediately. We're going to be talking with the current president of the Young Farmers and Agriculturalist Group, Bob Nash from Ozaki County. No farming background, and yet he is still dedicated to Wisconsin agriculture. Stick around for that. So today is the second day of December. What can I tell you? On this day, back in 1804, Napoleon was crowned Emperor of France, Napoleon Bonaparte. He had risen through the ranks on this day back in 1804. He is made emperor. On this day in 1939, LaGuardia Airport opened in New York City. It was named after the New York mayor, Florio LaGuardia, American Airlines, the first to be a regular carrier in that airport back in 1939. On this day in 1982, the first artificial heart transplant took place. The patient was Barney Clark. The surgery happened at the University of Utah. Clark lived for 112 days after the transplant. Just think about where we've come as far as medical technology since then. On this date in 2001, Enron filed for bankruptcy at Houston, Texas-based energy company. Chapter 11, it was one of the biggest bankruptcies the U.S. had ever seen. Well, we've seen more since then, but it happened on this day back in 2001, and now you know. Well, we want you to know there are an awful lot of generous deer hunters that came to the state of Wisconsin for the hunt of 2022, many of which decided to participate in the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources Deer Donation Program, basically where they provide venison to food pantries across the state. Eric Lobner is in charge of the wildlife program coordinating that deer donation, and he said, unfortunately, despite generous donations, meat processing has become an issue to getting that venison to food banks. We had over um, 100,000 deer that have been donated to the food pantries since the program began. Um, This last year, although our, our numbers are not final as of yet, We're expecting uh, anywhere around 1,200 deer to be donated to the program. Um, Last year, you know, we had right around 1,370 deer that were donated to the program. So um, we have been seeing a little bit of a decline in that over the years. It's been a a bit of a challenge with um, some of our meat processors and the number of meat processors that we have working in the program. But nonetheless, it's been a great program that has been well received across the state. Eric Lobner is the Wildlife Management Bureau Director for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources talking about the deer donation program that has helped to provide more than 3.8 million pounds of venison donated to Wisconsin food pantries across the state. Markets had a tough time yesterday in Chicago, not faring a lot better on a Friday morning. Numbers are next. 
It'll be the first time for me. How about you? Join me on our Agricultural Wonders of Iceland tour, March 11th through the 17th. Discover Iceland's best-known national treasures, searching for the awe-inspiring northern lights, and enjoy a scrumptious lunch at a historic sheep farm. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword PAM, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show. Or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. We just got done talking about the shortage of meat processors available to help us with that venison harvest. Well, we're trying to deal with that. This week, UW-Platteville announced they're going to be holding two courses next month to try to help students find a career in the meat processing industry. They'll be half-day courses and are funded in part through the $5 million Meat Talent Development Program administered through the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture. The project lead and professor at UW-Platteville is Krista Eisman. So, yeah, we're going to have two of them. Um, one will be January 10th at UW-Platteville, the main campus. The second will take place January 17th at Baraboo-Sauk County. Uh, and those will run from about 1 to 4.30. And we're planning for content to cover meat safety and inspection, um, a little bit of HACCP and um, resume building as well. And then we'll talk about how those students can get started in the meat industry, even as high school and early college um, aged students. Krista Eisman, the UW-Platteville professor, helping to coordinate this new meat talent development outreach on the UW-Platteville campus. Now, if you want to find out details, go to the UW-Platteville School of Agriculture website. Application link also will be on the Department of Agriculture's website very soon. Markets in overnight electronic trade are uh, not necessarily healthy. They were in tough shape yesterday, and the trend continues today. This morning, March corn's down three and a half right now at six fifty-seven. January beans are down two at fourteen twenty-seven. March wheat's down eleven and a half right now, seven seventy-one. Barrel cheese yesterday in Chicago gained eight cents to one eighty-nine and three quarters. Forty-pound block cheese was up three and a half at two ten, while double A butter dropped four and a half cents on Thursday to two eighty-eight a pound. January milk is up eight currently at twenty eleven hundred weight. The whole staff's pretty excited to head to Wisconsin Dells this afternoon for the 103rd Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual business meeting and the Young Farmer and Agriculturalist Conference that will kick off the activities this afternoon at the Kalahari Resort. In just a moment, I'll be visiting with the president of the Young Farmers and Agriculturalist. No agriculture background, but he's got more passion than a lot of farmers do for agriculture today. His name is Bob Nash from Ozaki County, and I'm going to introduce you to that big boy coming up in just a moment. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer 
or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle, and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We are the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We've been mentioning to you that it's really our privilege, our honor to be a partner with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's Young Farmer Association. They kind of kick off all the fun of the annual business meeting and convention on Friday up at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. And one of the guys that's really been a pleasure to not only get engaged with early on in the process, but watch him as he acted as president of the Young Farmers is Bob Nash. Now, Bob, before uh, we get too far, tell people a little bit about yourself uh, if they are looking at it a guy that owns a farm, as milk and cows. You're not exactly in that uh, mold, but you sure as heck are from toe to, toe to the top of your head agriculture. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I did not grow up on a family farm. I have no family uh, anywhere involved in agriculture. Um, got involved, uh, I guess got my start showing animals at the fair with a family friend. And uh, took that passion, was ended up in the 4-H program, was shown until I was a senior. And then, uh, you know, you kind of get done with that. I went to short course in Madison for two years, uh, all while I was working uh, at a dairy farm, just feeding calves, um, everything, learning how to do the crop end of it, driving truck and all that. And then uh, came back from short course and uh, wanted to be a herd manager. So I got a job at a, another big dairy managing uh, assistant herd manager for five or six years and um yeah, had a midlife crisis at 25 and moved to California for a couple of years, um, did some different stuff and came back uh, with just burning passion for farming. That's all I missed it. That's all I wanted. So yeah. ended up going back to where I started um, at Malacar Broad Acres, was there again, and then um, just involved with everything. Did a lot of cropping, uh, was an assistant herd manager for a while, uh, did that. So cows and crops is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I uh, lost my old man uh, five years ago and had to leave the farm full-time just to make sure that my family was okay. My mom uh, lives a little farther away, so I had to check on her, but uh, it kind of opened up a new door, and I've been working uh, every night after work and weekends and everything like that at Golden Eat Dairy in West Bend. Um, you know, I get there at 
3.30 and just I just love it. So I've been on the Young Farmers Committee now for five years and Farm Bureau has just always been that step that I, you know, I was involved and wanted to be part of. Um, and it's really led me to a ton of connections. And I mean, I've been around the country doing different crops, picked peanuts and cotton in Georgia. But yeah, I don't own anything, any animals, any any equipment, any land. But man, my entire life has changed because of agriculture. Yeah. Well, and you know, if people can't sense it, you do immerse yourself in these things. I mean, when uh, Bob was finding out that he was going to be leader of the Young Farmers, I mean, you take advantage of every opportunity presented you. Like you said, uh, Friday nights when you're kind of giving your retire- retirement address, you got buddies from all across the United States that have gotten connected to you because of this leadership post. Oh, yeah. I mean, going to those the national YFNR conference, uh, it's, we had one in uh, Milwaukee and one in, in Louisville. I mean, I, it's, it's not out of, the, out of the ordinary day for me to talk to a guy picking onions in Utah and then go to someone in Georgia picking peanuts and end up in California with a lady that does almonds. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and those people are the people that drive me to the, to do the strive to be better. You know, I talked to, uh, Ryan Hilton from Indiana. They have hogs, you know, mm-hmm. those, 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 these people are in my contacts in a daily call or a weekly call just to keep, keep me going. And they're all into it. And just in, in as immersed in egg as I am. And that's, that's, like I said, it's my entire life. Right. Well, and people may not understand if you're not from agriculture, that social circle, people talking the same language. I mean, that that is very invaluable for a young guy like you. Yeah. And like I said, the egg community is, is amazing. You know, they I, I got started with a farm when I was a little kid and and they took me into their circle. I mean, every every farm I've ever worked for is treating me like family. Yeah. You know, it's not uncommon to eat. I mean, I eat dinner at LB's three, four nights a week just because it's that's how they are. Come yep. in when you're done, come in the house. Yep. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, to be in that circle with the vet and the custom chopper and the manure guys and all that and that, it's just amazing. And everyone has those connections. Tell people a little bit about some of those. Wow. Look where Bob's going. Look what Bob gets to see. Look what Bob gets to do just by your connection as our YFR president. Where'd you go? What did you see? What are some of the real uh, bullet points you're going to remember for a long time, Bob? Oh, man, I think the the first thing, first and foremost, is getting to go to Washington, D.C. You know, if you would have told my high school teachers I was going to D.C. to have meetings on Capitol Hill, that they'd even let me in (laughs) would be amazing. You know, Um, just to go there with a purpose and have those, I mean, senator, you know, or talk to congressmen and senators. I mean, Glenn Grossman knows me by first name, getting to meet with Ron Johnson and actually talk about egg-specific issues and him understanding and, like, leaning us, having us be that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. Uh, I got to go to that, to the groundbreaking for that Farm and Food, food Exploration Center. I've mm-hmm. never been to a groundbreaking. I mean, it was really a cool thing and really something that uh, I look forward for the future. Um, getting to go to Louisville and do uh, pr- uh, pr- like president's training with all the other state chairs. Yeah. I mean, what a great, you know, that's the top, top tier guys and guys and gals in agriculture at those things that are the, the chairs of the state. Yeah. I mean, just the connections are invaluable. So right, right. getting to go there and even getting to talk to uh, AFBF president Zippy Duvall. Yeah. I mean, one-on-one, shake his hand, talk to him about Wisconsin farming. I mean, it's just opportunities like that that I would never think I'd ever get to have without Farm Bureau. If you're just joining us, this is Bob Nash. He is an outgoing president after Friday night, I guess, maybe at the end of the weekend. Uh, he has uh, been our young farmer chair 
for our Wisconsin Farm Bureau Young Farmers Association. And we're just visiting with him before we get to the big event on Friday night. So what are you looking forward to during this convention, Bob? I mean, we talked about, obviously, I know you, it's the friends, it's getting back together. But what else are you looking forward to? Well, this is my last one, so it's really big. Uh, I've looked back, and I think my first one was in 2007, so it's kind of the end of an era, but I'm looking to go out uh, with a bang. You know, I get to do my retiring address, but, man, Saturday morning is the discussion meets, and I really, really enjoy seeing all those people uh, do all the preparation and try super hard and and go far with that. But uh, Braxton Nielsen is is our keynote address on Saturday. I met him in Louisville. Uh, he's a cowboy from Utah, has a crazy story. I'd, I'd be willing to bet there won't be a dry uh, dry eye in the room. So I'm really looking forward to that. He's going to fly in and spend some time with us on Friday and Saturday. And Man, just excited to uh, see all the hard work that we put in this year come to fruition. Excellent. Now, let's uh, let's do some fun stuff, Bob. I want, I want you to tell me something, or more than one thing if you want, but tell me something that uh, most people don't know about you? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Everything I do seems to be in the, in the limelight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get, unfortunately, I don't get away with much. Um, I guess the biggest thing is that everyone thinks I just kind of like to have fun and party and go out and, you know, socialize. But um, I guess this, at least this year for sure, I put every single thing I had into this position. I didn't miss one event. I ran out of every vacation day, sick day, everything I could think of at my real job uh, to make it to these events. So that's kind of my thing that I really try to show is that I do all the prep and all the hard work behind the scenes. But, yeah, I sure like to have a good time and turn those rain gauges into things that have nothing to do with the weather. (laughs) So let's talk about a funny story. Uh, The goofiest thing, most uncomfortable thing, and most embarrassing thing, maybe it was while you were serving as president, maybe it was something on the farm. Share share something like that with us, Bob. Uh, well, the Dells usually turns to be pretty interesting. So last <laughs> year, you know, I had a lot of responsibilities Saturday morning. And, and uh, you know, Snapchat, social media tends to get a guy in trouble. So there was a picture of me riding a gorilla on the way back to the, to the lobby at like 4 in the morning. And everyone knew I had to be there at 7 to do the discussion meet stuff. Mm. Well, everyone was pretty worried, but I showed up with a smile and a cup of coffee in the morning. And and Wendy Cannell, my handler, she sure didn't know what to do. Was worried if I was still going to be standing or not. But I said we got to lead by example, right? That's how it always was growing up. So yeah, we got that done. But yeah, there's a ton of stories. I mean, yeah, farm farm stuff. There's it's it's never ending with uh, the stories. Right. Well, and the gorilla, no worse for the wear either. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it was made out of bronze. I think uh, well, well, well within the weight rating of myself, so it turned out pretty good. And that's a good story. Bob Nash, he is the current president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's Young Farmers and Agriculturalist Group. And they are going to be meeting on Friday afternoon to begin their business session, a reception tonight, and uh, Bob's banquet, I guess you could say, this evening as well. Now, we'll be at the Kalahari Resort enjoying it with all of them. We'll be posting pictures, fabulous farm babe on Facebook, and sure hope to look forward to seeing you as a part of the activities up at the Kalahari Resort. Again, that conference will run through at least Monday morning. Have yourself a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back with you on Monday.